Your Crime or Mine is a podcast hosted by Patrice Gentile and Kristen Heen, which covers all sorts of true crime topics and cases. The intention of the podcast is not to sympathize with or glorify those who commit crimes nor excuse their behaviors, but a desire to understand why people do the things they do and what driving factors or forces, if any, contribute to these horrible actions and events. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, Patrice. How's it going? Good. We're in a new spot. Uh, we're in our new recording spot. We're coming to you from Baltimore yeah. instead of Annapolis in my, um, at my beautiful workspace in a glass wall conference room. It's so glamorous. It is really nice. It's really nice. Maybe yeah. we can just consider ourselves Baltanapolis babes for now. Baltanapolis. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's Cover got all our bases. Ring to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is Your Crime or Mine. Yeah. The podcast Ep- where Kristen and I take turns telling some of our favorite true crime stories. Yes. And I think we're going in a little different direction tonight. I think we're always going in a different direction because it's our podcast and we can do... Yeah, we can go in whatever direction we want. I yeah. am just happy. I haven't seen you in a while, so I'm really excited to... I know, and our last episode was the updates episode. Quick, so, quick old update. Yeah. I know, and even since then, there have been more updates. Like, we could just update the we six episodes we did. We can do a your update or mine. But we're not going to do that. So your update or mine? It's my, well, it's my crime, but I got updates too, girl. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I I almost wanted to like say something really cheesy, like let's plunge into this one, but I just can't because it's sad and it's a... This one is infuriating and it's not even a murder per se. Well, why don't we go ahead and dive into it? I know. And it's actually kind of popped up in the news. I realized that... I think I do better with these cases that I've been following from the time that they come out. Like uh, there's been times where I'm searching for things that I want to cover and things I've heard about, but I think I need to go back to what really catches my eye from the start. And this is not even a true crime case, but I remember seeing this on the news a couple summers ago and just being absolutely horrified and having no idea what this crime would turn into. So without further ado, I have no idea what you're about to say today. We are going to talk about the 2016 death of Caleb Schwab on the Verruckt water slide at the Schlitterbahn water park 
in Kansas City, Kansas. Schlitterbahn? Schlitterbahn. I thought you were going to say like Sweden or Norway. No, it's, you know, the Schlitterbahn. Apparently there's a bunch of them. There's one in Texas and all over the Midwest, I guess. It's like a Six Flags. Same type of thing. Like they have like the lazy rapids and, you know. (laughs) Lazy river. Well, and I think when you're in the Midwest and you're like, don't have the beach. Oh, yeah. I mean. Can't imagine. It's all it's all they got. Yeah. They all, all they have is the Schlitterbahn out They're there. The Schlitterbahn. They're Schlittering every weekend. Yeah. So in the <laughs> summer of twenty thirteen, the Schlitterbahn water park in Kansas City was building the world's tallest and fastest water slide. Did you say this was Kansas or Missouri? Kansas City, Kansas. Because you know it's a city on a state line and there's half yes, and half, which and I just learned. Oh, you did? A couple months ago, yeah. It's, yeah, that's why I specified Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas. It's cool, yeah. Are you into water slides or adventure parks? How do you feel about this kind of stuff? I mean, that used to be my jam when I was younger. I love roller coasters. I All of that stuff. Yes to all of it. And... My brother, not so much. Like my brother is three years older than me, but he was su- like he was such a baby when we were kids, and it made me feel like so tough. Mm-hmm. So my dad and I would like go hard when we'd go to like amusement parks to show him and not d- to be scared. <laughs> well, my dad, my brother would like stay on the ground with my mom. Oh, yeah, and he was older. He was older. Oh, yeah. What's your brother's name? My brother's name is Phil. Do you want to hear out, a funny? Phil. <laughs> Do you want to hear a funny story? I don't know why I've, I've, I was always a shy child, but like for some reason when it came to like adrenaline or like things like times of like, you know, high intensity, like mm-hmm. I just Extreme. thrived. Yeah. So I was probably in kindergarten or first grade. And so that means my brother was in like second or third and we used to get carpooled to school every day and we got in a car accident one morning and the woman it was this woman and her son that would drive us. Her son and my brother were the same age. And she was badly injured. Like, all of her ribs were broken. They had to take her to the hospital immediately. And they called, like, her husband to pick up her son. And then they came to me and my brother. And they were like, like, who should we call to um, to come get you or to, like, notify? And I had just... I was in kindergarten because I had just learned my address mm-hmm. and my phone number. And so I took that knowledge and I like stepped forward and I was like, my phone number is da 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 da. And so my brother like was was speechless, like w- couldn't say anything because I guess he was shaken up. So the police call my mom and they're like, we have your daughter here. There's been a car accident. She's okay. And my mom lost it because she was like, what about my son? <laughs> and. The, the guy was like, oh, are you brother? And he, they were like, no, we've got him too. <laughs> but kid. he was just so quiet. Like, I would just, like, take charge, like, in times of, like, stress or whatever and be like, oh, no, no. I can see you. But, like, normally, role. but, like, n- like, normal days, like, my brother's, like, the loud, like, showy one. And I'm just, like, in hmm. the, yeah. So it just reverse, it just flips. That's sometimes. interesting. Yeah, I've always been into, like, Going to roller coasters and at the beach, I always wanted to go to the amusement parks. Yeah. But after this one, it'll be interesting to see if you feel the same way. Like, I have a different view of the good old pop-up carnival. That shit kind of flips me out sometimes. Like, when you realize that this huge, giant ride has been erected in, like, a day 
and by people who are on the road tired exactly because they're going from town to town yeah i have to say i have a little bit more faith in the the um standing parks that are there all the time and subjected to more inspections mm-hmm. and but we will learn that that is actually done on a state by state basis so depending on where you are in the u.s at the schlitterbahn or wherever so each schlitterbahn is each schlitterbahn is it's starting to sound like a like a pastry to me yeah i don't know it's, i'll take two schlitterbahns <laughs> two schlitterbahns you're not gonna want two schlitterbahns after i tell you this story babe <laughs> all right let's get to it let's sorry. get it <laughs> So, okay, so they were building the world's tallest and fastest water slide. Uh, the incomplete- Red flag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. There's, if, if you want to say red flag, it's like a, a flurry of red flags, like all over the place. So, Verrucht, oh, the incomplete slide was officially named Verrucht, which is the German word for crazy or insane. Not a red flag either. Nope. So Verrucht was co-designed by Schlitterbahn co-owner Jeff Henry, the park manager Tyler Miles, and the ride designer John Schooley. Schooley told CNN when the slide opened that Verrucht was built in Kansas City because its park didn't have any height restrictions. Mm. Yeah, just great. (laughs) Verrucht is a three-person raft slide with an uphill section. The initial drop is 168 feet. Nope. A 17-story plunge, then a five-story uphill section, which made it the tallest uphill water coaster section in the world as well. So the starting point at the top of Verrucht was taller than both Niagara Falls and the foot-to-torch height of the Statue of Liberty. Get the fuck (laughs) out of this room right now. And they started it. It was only going to be 148 feet. And then they just bumped it up to 168 feet. Did you say torch to foot? Yes. Torch to foot. And Niagara Falls. Oh, I've never been there. So I have no point of reference for that. But I I have either. But I can't imagine like, no. Um, You can just die from the fall. Like the air, like, <laughs> right? You can just die from the fall. Like when people are like, oh, they were dead before they hit the ground because of the fall. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, if you think back to Alexander Stevens and Megan Schaefer going off that 30 foot cliff and sustaining life threatening injuries, this is 168 feet. Now, of course, you're on a coaster type drop. So here's a little more info. Um, In November 2013, it was announced that the ride would be open at the start of the park's 2014 season. However, it was not ready when the park opened, and it was said that the opening day was going to be delayed as it was not working properly. And what that actually amounts to is that early tests showed rafts carrying sandbags (laughs) flying off the slide, which prompted engineers to tear down half of the slide and reconfigure some of its angles. Mm. So the rebuild resulted in the slope at the bottom of the slide, the the slope changing from 45 degrees to 22 degrees, as well as adding an extra five feet at the top of the uphill portion to slow it down. One of the most controversial aspects of the redesign was the application of metal hoops to support netting over areas where riders were traveling fastest at 70 miles per hour. Oh, my God. So make a note of that. (laughs) So after this lower portion was rebuilt, 
the opening date was announced to be June 29th to coincide with a television special about the ride and the fact that it was going to break the world record. However, the park canceled this two-day media sneak preview because of more problems with the ride and with the conveyor system that hauls the 100-pound rafts to the top of the slide. Tear it down. <laughs> Wait. In addition, a promotional video about building the slide includes footage of two men riding a raft down the half-test-size model and going slightly airborne as it crests at the top of the first big hill. The first what? The first big hill. So you'll okay. have if you look at the picture on our Instagram, it's like a huge like log flume drop. That's the one hundred and sixty eight mm-hmm. foot drop. And then it goes up another five stories and then there's another drop. Okay. So Verucht finally opened on July tenth, twenty fourteen. The rafts were carried by conveyor to the slop the top of the slide where riders climbed two hundred and sixty four steps to reach the top. <laughs> One of my favorite memes was, um, you're never going to find me dying on roofs because I'm not climbing all those (laughs) stairs. (laughs) Terrible, but a little funny. So three rider groups were weighed at the bottom of the slide. So listen to these specifications. They had to make sure that the combined weight of the three riders was between 400 and 550 pounds with no single person weighing over 300 pounds. Riders were weighed again once they reached the top of the slide. So it was a very, very specific combination of folks that would be allowed to ride this ride due to the weight restrictions. So to the incident at hand, on August 7th, 2016, Kansas State Representative Scott Schwab and his wife Michelle brought their four sons to the Schlitterbahn Water Park, a day when families of elected officials were allowed to ride free of charge. While riding Verucht, their 10-year-old son Caleb was decapitated. (gasps) When the raft he was riding went airborne and impacted one of the metal bars that supported the safety netting. My God. He was one of three passengers with two women who were sisters Hannah Barnes and Matraka Betts, whom suffered, one suffered a broken jaw and the other suffered broken face bones requiring stitches. So it dropped and when it came back up, they went airborne? Mm-hmm. And On hit the a bar? second, he was ejected from his seat and he was in the front. And you can imagine that they sustained those facial injuries because of his body exiting the front seat and flying backwards into their heads as he was ejected from the raft. He was 10 years old? Yes. Can I just say that whenever you go to parks and you see the parents, like his parents were watching him probably. You know how your parents His brother had went down in the ride before him and was waiting for him. Oh my God. Yeah. At the bottom and saw the, the trail of blood and saw his body oh, come down after God. the raft. And people were obviously freaking out, but they realized that there was absolutely nothing they could do for him and started attending to the sisters and their facial injuries. Mm. Yeah. You know, this is crazy. This is not a a murder case, but to me, the details are just as horrific. Yes. In thinking of the shock 
And, you know, it's said that this, his little, that the boy's brother turns and said, you know, my brother is dead because of this. And there's all sorts of witness accounts and people saying that it just did not look right for this, that the, he looked too small to be riding this ride. With two women. Yeah, and so that gets us to what they're saying, you know, was the cause of the incident. So authorities later reported that Caleb, who weighed 74 pounds, which is just like crazy. Like my kindergartner weighs over 50. Like, so it's like he was not a big kid. He was a small. That's like an arm. That's like bags of groceries that I carry in the house. Yeah. So he weighed 74 pounds, and it stated that he should have been in the center of the raft between the other two female passengers. But instead, he was put in the front of the raft, which caused an uneven weight distribution, which contributed to the raft going airborne. Mm. So the cumulative weight of their raft was 546 pounds when the limit is 550. So they were, like, right on that limit of... Wait, say that again? So the limit of weight allowed in the raft was 550, and theirs totaled 546. So... How big are these women? So, um... My goodness. One of the women weighed 275 pounds, and the other one weighed 197. Okay. So, so that's, yeah, like, two an larger, uneven weight distribution. Yeah, a tiny little kid, a woman that weighs over three times his size, and then... a regular i would say you oh know 200 pound person but you know with the regulations that were slated they were legally in the weight limit sure so um this is crazy after this happened on august 7th the park closed down for two days and reopened on august 10th to how many people yeah and so um Verucht's has been closed ever since, and they did announce several years ago that following the criminal investigation, Verucht would be demolished. And it was part of the settlement with the two sisters. They settled for an undisclosed amount, which I'm sure is pretty freaking hefty. What but about the family? What about They got the $20 million. Yeah. But the sisters settled for an undisclosed amount, and part of their settlement was that they wanted the ride demolished. They were both mothers, and you know they they basically were like, "This is something that's going to affect us for the rest of our lives." You know, going through an mm-hmm. incident like that. Mm. So with this, there after this happened, this ride was only open for a little over two years. And many previous incidents and reports came to light after this incident with Caleb. Um, Multiple people have come forward to share their terrifying close calls after they say that the water slides safety straps malfunctioned. So this is a longer story that I'll read from a former employee, Nathan Campbell, who says it was a widely kept secret among the people who worked at Schlitterbahn that the route was a very dangerous water slide. He said, we had to ride it three times before we actually opened the park every day. He said they would ask lifeguards who would want to volunteer and no one would put their hands up. Oh, my God. He said people started getting hurt and people started test riding it. It was like, no, I don't want to do that. Campbell's day came and it would be the only time he would take the plunge on Verucht. He said the first two times it was good and nothing really happened. He said, but the third time they took one of the other lifeguards off 
and it shifted the weight and it was too little weight. He said, at the very end, we just kept going. We didn't stop. We hit the wall and flipped over. He says, after the crash, he went home because of a back injury and took a while to heal, but there was never a report written about his injury. He didn't return the following summer to work at Schlitterbahn, which is when Caleb Schwab was killed. And then I don't even know if I'm going to read all of these. This is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is 11 counts of things that happened that were actually reported, that there are formal reports of these incidents. So a 15-year-old whose head was slammed sideways against the headrest mm. head after the ride started suddenly caused her to temporarily go blind. After cresting the second hill, her raft landed roughly, slamming her head a second time against the headrest. Mm. She began vomiting and was diagnosed with a concussion. Oh, my God. Wait, what is... I've never seen this before, so what does the raft look like? Because I was picturing one of those blow-up rafts, but it has headrests? It's more like a whitewater rafting ride, like where it's three... It's not the tire, though. It's not like that tire. It is, It yeah. is a tire. But the back, there is like three different backs, and like there's an individual that sits in each little compartment. We'll post some pictures online, and yeah. I'll show you some photos of it flying off. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Norris Groves' face and forehead collided with an overhead hoop netting after his raft went airborne. The collision caused his right eye to swell shut for the rest of the day. Richard Palmer, whose hook and loop restraint came undone, held onto the sides of the raft and dug his feet and toes into the corners to avoid being ejected. Oh, The second and third God. toes on his right foot were broken. <gasps> oh While he and his family members were at the base of the ride seeking metal assistance, a man introduced himself as the designer and builder and boasted that he and his friend had designed and built it together. He said they seemed unconcerned. A 17-year-old sustained a gash across her right eyebrow when the force of the ride slammed her head into her knees and seven stitches were needed to close the gash. Don Slaughter, who helped develop head, who developed head pain after his ride went airborne, caused his head to jerk from side to side. His raft later collided with the concrete wall at the end of the turnout pool. And after seeking medical assistance, he was diagnosed with three herniated discs. So all of these were documented reports of people getting injured. There was also lots of reports of, these are Velcro harnesses that are keeping people on this insane ride that goes 70 miles an hour. What about those like three-piece seatbelts that, you know what I mean? Like roller coasters where it's like a harness seatbelt? Like there's something with a water ride where they can't like connect you in. I don't know if it's something with drowning, but a lot of the reading I was doing that water slides are actually much more dangerous than roller coasters because the regulations aren't as stringent to keep you buckled in per se. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's pretty interesting to, to read, but what is getting crazy is I'm telling you, I have followed this story from the beginning through all the twists and turns. And the whole time I'm just thinking that, you know, it, there, there was a crime here that, you know, he was placed in the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times it's, is it user error or is it malfunction of the system? Yeah. You know, and it seemed like it probably was error in the way that they were placed in the raft. And, you know, like I said, here I'm thinking there was the settlement with the family. They did receive, I think, $20 million and I think they get like yearly payouts. It seemed like a pretty fair settlement. Oh my God. I thought, oh my God. I thought you were going to say 
I thought you were going to say yearly passes. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Free passes for life, Jesus. guys. And there was um, a law. Lawmakers on the Kansas House panel gave their approval to a bill that would toughen the state's amusement park ride laws. And this legislation, if passed, would create stricter inspection requirements for these types of rides. So, you know, there is something coming out of it. But wait, wait, wait. This shit gets bananas. So... The three gentlemen that I mentioned at the beginning of this story, the park manager, Tyler Miles, the ride designer, designer John Schooley, and What's his the name? last guy's name. Jeff Henry was the um, co-owner. Mm-hmm. So these are the three guys that put this thing together, have all been arrested for second-degree murder. Listen to this craziness. Wait, for Caleb? Yes. And this happened last week. Oh my gosh. A week ago today, so on March 23rd, 2018, a grand jury issued an indictment against Schlitterbahn and Tyler Miles, who was the former director of operations, charging them with involuntary manslaughter, aggravated battery, aggravated child endangerment, and interference with law enforcement. The indictment accuses the park of negligence, concealing design flaws, and downplaying the severity of previous injuries reported on the slide. So on March 26th, Schlitterbahn co-owner Jeff Henry, who co-designed the ride, was arrested in Cameron County, Texas, in in connection with the incident. He was charged with second-degree murder in addition to 17 other felonies. And here's where it gets crazy. Manhunt. There's a manhunt out for the third guy. He's in hiding. Was that the designer of the ride? Yes. As of today. Worst person at their job ever. As of today, U.S. Marshals confirmed that they are actively working with other federal, state, and local law enforcement partners to locate John Schooley. In the event that Schooley has fled the U.S., it's not uncommon for Marshals to coordinate with the Department of Justice and the U.S. State Department in an effort to locate the international fugitive. Oh, my God. So listen to this laundry list of shit. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Do you want you have questions? It's crazy. No, it's just you're like, but wait. Now it gets crazy. And yeah. I'm like, but isn't it already crazy? It's already fucking crazy. But when you read of how many things, like I thought it was an issue of, you know, this ride probably functioned properly. Like this one time this thing happened. But when you realize what they had been covering up, and that they were just all about the money, honey. Um, yeah. So the 2018 indictment says that Jeff Henry, the designer, lacked technical expertise to design a properly functioning water slide and I did you not. Said John Scully was the designer. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So Jeff Henry was the co owner. So he did not design a properly functioning water slide and did not perform the standard engineering procedures or calculations on how the slide would operate. Instead, they used crude trial and error methods to test its performance out of haste and launch the ride because they were trying to get that Guinness book of world records and they had all this media attention and they were rushing to get it opened. Stupidest thing. Can we just like do away with that book? (laughs) This is what this guy says. Schooly, Schooly said, According to court documents, if we actually knew how to do this and it could be done that easily, it wouldn't have been that spectacular. It's like a grown ass man penis measuring contest. Like we're going to make the tallest ride. 
And so according to the indictment, Miles, who was um, co-owner of the park, manager of the park, avoided or delayed repairs that would have taken the water slide out of commission during its four-month active season. It says he disregarded the deteriorating brake system even after it failed 10 days before Caleb Schwab was decapitated. Tears and punctures on the rafts were patched with duct tape. Oh, Hook and loop seat my. restraints were allowed to erode so severely that the restraints commonly tore loose during rides. Besides numerous oral reports, the indictment states that 21 written staff reports were submitted saying that the brake system was in the process of failure and needed maintenance. Miles possessed the authority to close Verrucht for repair, but did not. He chose to continue operating it unceasingly. No repairs were made and the brake system was allowed to fail. So after the death of Caleb Schwab, a Kansas City police detective interviewed him and asked whether he'd been aware of any complaints. He says, I have not, sir. In fact, he withheld thousands of ops daily reports containing incriminating information against himself and others. One of the lifeguards at the report, whom the indictment says Miles coerced into writing a coached statement, came forward a few weeks later and revealed his attempt to cover up one of the many incidents. Investigators eventually discovered that Miles had withheld all of this evidence, referring to the Ops Daily reports, which had resulted into the investigation being delayed by nearly six months. Without question, when questioned about it, Miles said he was following company policy. So, Do yeah. you think that, was it Jeff Henry that was apprehended in Texas? Do you think he... Was he there because he lived there or there was a park down there or was do you think he was heading for Mexico? I don't know. He could have definitely been on the run. That's a far cry from the Schlitterbahn in Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah. Oh, and if you look at his mugshot, he looks like a fugitive on the run. And this other guy is, I mean, they haven't said where they think he is yet. What about the Tyler guys? He's arrested. He's arrested too. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And I do have to say, though, like some of these charges are second degree murder charges. Yeah. Slap them. But do they do that because it's like slap them with whatever and slap them with like the highest you can because Mm -hmm. that makes their bail that much higher. And it's like more expensive to bail them out. So although a lot of those charges might fall away and not like stick in court, you can at least either get them off like not allow them bail or make their bail really, really high. So I will sidetrack to what's actually my peak of the week. No, was it time? It will. No, it's not time yet, but Mm -hmm. I have to reference it in the fact that Megan Schaefer in the last time that we talked was found guilty of second degree murder Mm -hmm. of Alex Stevens and lion ass bitch. Yeah. Which is awesome. And that is our peak and I'll touch on it again. But I'm just comparing the two cases when you have this girl who was very obviously involved in this murder, much more hands-on, you know. Like, I just don't know if these guys are guilty of second-degree murder. I think they're guilty of a lot, but I don't know. I want them to go to jail. I I just, you know, it just feels like we're comparing apples to oranges. Like, I just can't imagine for what they've done to receive the same type of charge or sentence yeah. that she would for what she did. You Is know there, what I do mean? you think like, manslaughter would be a better fit? I don't, I don't know. I guess it just depends on how, when you think of how many people could have died yeah. and the fact that they were so blatant about hiding that. And that 10 days before he was 
decapitated <laughs> decapitated the the brakes were failing to their knowledge i mean that's that's a time bomb right there and just because i'm a super creeper i got online and went to like some yelp reviews for this water park and like went way back before this happened and there are people like talking about how sketch is fuck this water slide was like years before this happened. I'm surprised if it opened in 2013 or 14 and it took two or three years. I'm surprised it took that long for this to happen. But it, it didn't take that long when you figure that there are like 20 documented cases yeah, of you're injuries. Right. You're right. And it sounds like... If, like that guy gripping his toes. Like if he yeah. hadn't done that, he probably would have either been severely injured or died. Well, and what the kid that worked there said you know, that it was okay when the weight distribution was done properly. But when they switched that person out, I think it all depended on the weight distribution of how the slide worked. And I'm sure that, you know, they probably did it correctly. I just don't see how a small, you know, that just to put a, yeah. If you, if in order to send a group of, amusement park goers down a slide you need to do like some like math calculator work or well and i mean you've seen the people that work at these places they're like you and me in high school it's like a summer job yeah what time we're getting off to go like have a beer yeah i mean like they are not if you have to do long division in order to send people on a ride or if you have to test try it three times in the morning. Uh, in the morning, and no one wants to. Like, yeah, and maybe let's tear that bitch down. So, if you watch, there are lots of videos, like extreme. Like, there was the one they were talking about where the media was covering, like it being the tallest water slide. There's videos of this raft with sandbags flying off Jesus. in the exact spot where Caleb flew off. It, the way this worked, it was almost like a catapult. I mean, this would work if it was a roller coaster because the cars are on the track. I see what you're saying. This is, I mean, it's not held on the track. It's gravity. And they decided that putting these support nettings with these huge metal poles, like, you know, I don't know exactly what happened, but it sounds like maybe if the support netting and the poles weren't there that the whole raft would have just went off. But he was killed by head hit one of these metal poles Mm. i mean and just the fact his whole family was there to witness it i mean you can see photos of a streak of blood coming down this Mm -hmm. water slide it's the one of the most horrific things imaginable yeah and it's yeah like i said when i was like oh is this a crime and i was even thinking of doing this crime a couple months ago before all of these indictments came out thinking that i having no idea of how fucked up these people really were and how much they were covering up. I mean, it's one thing if it's like, oh, somebody hurt themselves once, you know, it was reported. I mean, things do happen, but. Well, I'm glad that we don't live in Kansas City because knowing (laughs) our preferences and taste, we probably would have wanted to ride that ride. And yeah, that could have ended very badly. Mm. That's, I feel so, I feel so bad for the Schwab family and for the, those sisters, because you know that they will Remember live out the rest of their, their lives without their lives. being able to get that image. Honestly, out of their knowing mind. about this story, I can't get it out of my mind. No. Just having children and 
you go to places like this and you put your faith in the fact that in, in somebody else's hands and, and you're going somewhere for fun. They were there with all of their kids. It kind of, I mean, this is very, very different, but also kind of reminds me of the family that was vacationing in Disney World and the, oh, alligator, the alligator came oh. up and snatched That's the a good young one. boy. That he was two. Mm-hmm. And Not a good one. you just don't, they were, it was like, Oh, I remember fireworks display over like the, the yeah, lake. You know, and the, everyone was criticizing, but this child was in like ankle deep water. Like if you yeah, look at where and the, he was, the father was right there too. And he actually tried to go in and wrestle yeah. the alligator, but you just don't, ex- when you're paying like a thousand dollars a night for like your family, I don't know how much, maybe it's not that much, whatever. Well, everyone online was saying how overpriced this place was for the amount of attraction. But yeah, that's a crazy one. That is a crazy one. I, you kept me on the edge of my seat um, throughout that entire story. And it story. is like front and center in the news. Manhunt for John Schooley. Let's see what happens. You're going down, Schooley. Mm-hmm. You had one job. One job. You had one job and you fucking sucked at it. Yeah. And your partner sucked too. Mm. Yeah, we forgot to pitch at the beginning of our episode for... I was having an idea earlier today that we didn't get any emails after our last episode. You guys, are you, you out had there? one job. Listeners. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> so my idea is the first person who we don't know, we love you friends and we're glad that you're listening, but it has to be somebody that neither Patrice and I know. If you send us an email with a decent suggestion for a case, I'll cover it in one of my next several crimes. You have to define decent, though. Well, I'm, I will use my own, you know. <laughs> you know, not, like not one that maybe is saturated in the news or that ever, but like an interesting case that yeah. you find and if, interesting. And if, if I don't decide to do it, I'll tell you why, and then you probably won't listen anymore. But why I don't you email and send us a few suggestions, and yeah. we'll choose or one. Or just email us and let us know you're out there. Yeah, that would be nice. Also, I want to take this, um, this time to shout out one of our friends from Annapolis, Hannah yes. Thornhill. Hi, Hannah. Thank you for listening. You yes, are so Hannah's sweet. Hannah's like one of the so only supportive. people that shouts us out online. She tells other people to listen. She gets so that we're local. And we really appreciate you, and we really love you, and thank you so much for listening. And to everyone else, this could be you, but you play in. Yeah, we will <laughs> shout you out. We're not scared. <laughs> Anyways, let's do our peak because... Well, you already gave your peak. Yeah, so yeah, Megan Schaefer was found guilty. It took the jury like four hours, and apparently her family was shocked. They're going to appeal, and they're already saying that they you know, couldn't believe that she was found guilty. So she's going to be sentenced within the next like 30 to 60 days. But it's crazy. I think the maximum she can get is like 20 to 30 years. Like my friend and I, uh, my friend Annie and I are all over this because it's our local case. And yeah. we're estimating that she's going to be out in 12 years, which is insane. Yeah. So I was very, but, when you sent me the link saying that she was found guilty, I was very shocked because I thought for sure that that bitch was going to get off. No. I had no faith in the, the justice I have, system. I am so proud of my Garrett County folks back in Western Maryland for doing their job and realizing that you can't tell five different stories. Mm -hmm. You know, I I said to my friend that 
she if she would have played her cards right and come up with one story and stuck to it and played the victim, she probably could have gotten off. I mean, we've seen it how many times before. I'm not condoning that, but I think she, you know, you can't tell five different stories and expect a jury to still see you as this poor victimized person. She obviously you know. doesn't listen to true crime podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> she probably will now. <laughs> so anyway, that's my peak. She was found guilty, and we will keep you updated on her sentencing. We it. saw an entire case through. Yeah. Well, it's still... Well, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so what's my peak of the week? I have a lot of peaks. Yeah. I haven't seen you in a while, and there's been a lot of peaks. Ooh. Um, I recently just completed my 32nd year around the sun. <laughs> completed it. Is that yeah? Congratulations. And um, that was that was a good time. It's and the last year of your early thirties. Really? Is thirty four considered mid? Mm-hmm. Are you thirty four now? No, I'm thirty three. Okay, well, you still got one year in the okay. early. I'm gonna hold on to those early thirties as long as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a fun week. My birthday was last Saturday. That was a fun time with friends, and I've had just like a. Like, I, I had a really, we're actually doing, we're recording this episode in the same room where I have my therapy sessions twice a week, <laughs> and I had a really amazing breakthrough in therapy um, yesterday. Mm. There were tears shed in this very room. Aww. I got a fist bump from my therapist, because she fist bumps me whenever, like, she won't say anything, like, she won't be like, good job, or like, way to go. She just gives me, like, that side eye look and, like, a fist bump. And I oh, love it. It's like it. how you communicate with your kid. You just have to look at them and yeah. like, you know exactly what she yes. needs. So, so yeah, birthday was good and therapy has been wonderful. And nice. Yeah, and the weather is beautiful. Fine. It's been beautiful today and yesterday. Well, it rained like crazy today, but we're like in, we're above 60. We're above 60, and it feels really good. No more complaining about winter. And I think we're going to be in a more, we're going to get back into our groove to be bringing you more regularly scheduled episodes. Even if it's like every 10 days or every two weeks, you know, we don't want these big gaps. Yeah. Because we know how much you guys miss us. Well, that was a good one, I think. I'm interested to hear what everyone thinks <laughs> okay. about... You're giving yourself... Pro- well, that was... A, that, I gotta admit, that was a really good one. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. I yeah, know. Like, it I, was, I should be telling you that, Kristen. That was a really good one. I, I, well, and I was actually... The craziest thing is, is when I mentioned it to you the other day, the guy hadn't even been arrested. Yeah, like, that's That nuts. stuff hadn't even, like, yeah. happened. So it was... Usually, I come up with really good crimes, and then there's another podcast that, like, covers it right then and there and they steal my ideas because they're bigger but we're getting there <laughs> well everyone yeah. we just want to say thanks for listening and as always be safe know your surroundings and if the husband didn't do it then it was the water slide designer uh oh <laughs>